Yeah, yeah, what's good, y'all? Yo, welcome to another episode of Real Talk, where as always, if shit's real, we talk about it. Yo, I'm your host for tonight, Pat Scorpio, the England representative, and as always, man, I got my man with me, and I'm let him introduce himself. Yo, what he do, man? Shut the work the guy, aka the Go Artist, LB, Lauderdale, Boss, Ring Gang, Radio.com, in the building. Yes, sir, Ring Gang in the house forever and always, and I got my other man with me, I'm let him introduce himself. Hey, what's fly? It's your boy, Conscious Pilot, a.k.a. the West Coast Avenger, number one contender. Let's get it, man. Let's fly. Yes, sir, Conscious Pilot. You know, he stays elevated above the clouds, you dig? And last but certainly not least, man, I got the man of the evening, man. It's a pleasure and an honor for him to be here. I got heavyweight contender, world-ranked Mr. Johnny Rice. Yo, yo, it's Johnny Rice, baby. We just getting started, man, so y'all better not get tired of me, you feel me? I'm here. We going hard. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like I said, you definitely gonna hear about the, you'll hear about this man in the, in the very, very near future. So for those who are not familiar with Johnny Rice, man, you know, let's you know take it back a little, you know, a little, little back or take it back to January of 2021, uh, Prudential Center in Newark. Uh, Johnny was a replacement opponent, which was originally supposed to be Michael Coffey, who had been getting a push, you know, behind PBC. You know, he's been, you know, he's been winning impressively, and he was supposed to face Gerald Washington. But Gerald, I think, caught COVID, if I'm not mistaken. And you learned about the fight at the absolute last minute, Johnny, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, and then if, you know, we see that and like, oh, uh, okay, you know, Coffee's, you know, he's, he's, you know, Johnny's brought in to lose. Because, you know, obviously, if you fall a boxer like you, he's like, okay, you know, he, he's the opponent. And Coffee's the one that has to push behind him. So, you know, one plus one equals two. This is how it's supposed to happen. But I mean, Johnny, for Coffee. Coffee was getting a little bit of that Seth Mitchell hype. That yeah, he, he was Seth Mitchell. He's getting a little Seth Mitchell treatment. Yeah, he definitely was, though. I mean, but he wasn't as shaky as Seth Mitchell was. Like, you know, nah, he, he wasn't. You know, but Johnny was like, look, like, you know, I, I have an opportunity here, and they have me as an opponent. So, you know what? I'm just going to put 200%. I'm just going to put my foot in his ass. Like, and that's what he did. Like, literally, like, it wasn't even like one competitive round from one to, I think, five. You was just hitting him over and over combinations, jabs, and I'm thinking to myself, what is this? <laughs> like, like it was it was one of the biggest upsets of 2021. Now, at least in a year full of upsets. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if you're a gambling man, like you know, some of us are, you know, some of us more former former degenerates, you know, the odds on him winning was like plus a thousand, plus eleven hundred. Now, for those who don't understand that. And that means for every hundred you bet, you get eleven, ten, a thousand, or eleven hundred, and that's what happened. So if you actually said, you know, Johnny Rice win, no, you know, whatever, you got paid. And you know, we was like, and then obviously, you know, how you celebrate it, you start, you know, doing your little Harlem Shake thing in the way. <laughs> you know, you was you, you was feeling it like you was lit. You know, and after you was like, ah, <laughs> and like you, you made everybody feel happy for you, like especially off of that performance. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I was thoroughly, I was thoroughly impressed. I was like, okay, I was like, and then you know, just, if you saw the FJ Jabba fight, it was, it was like, it was like 180. It's like, wow. And then you proved though it wasn't no fluke or anything like that. When the first pay per view of this year, PBC, you were the co-main event. For Ortiz and Martin, I believe, and you you faced Coffee again, and although it wasn't a knockout, you still laid a, a good solid beating for <laughs> uh, for I think it went twelve, right? Ten or twelve? 
Oh, you're muted. You're muted, John. No, it, I said uh, it went all 10. Okay, yeah, that's it what I thought. It went 10. 10. And yeah, he, he, he proved it was no joke, man. So yeah, so Johnny. One sided ten rounds too. Yeah, ten. Yeah, it was one sided. You know, it was to the point I was telling I was telling Shutterworth I was like, yo, I think you know, Coffee might need to retire because those were two really big beatings he took. <laughs> like you're not supposed to yeah. get beatings like that so early, you know, with that amount of fights. <laughs> not with no damn heavy with anybody who's. Six four over six five. Anybody six three over two hundred pounds putting hands on you—that's not a good thing. No matter what part of your career you at. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and John, you know, Johnny's a big dude. Like you know, I mean, you know, I'm probably your height, but you're probably a little bit bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how tall are you? You about what six six? Nah, I'm, I'm six five. Uh, the first fight I fought coffee, I was two hundred and sixty eight pounds. Hey, then unfortunately, I came back, huh? And you were in shape too, like you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, unfortunately, I came back and I was 285 pounds. I, I was in, I was in shape for both fights, but just the weight was a little higher than I expected. I did the same type of training, did more sparring, but I ate a little bit too much than, than I anticipated. You know, on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> Hey, I didn't think it was me too. Yeah, and the funny thing too is like we we mentioned that amongst ourselves. I was like, yo, it looked like Johnny because I mean, because I was thinking to myself, he was a little bigger. Though. I think he may have enjoyed the holidays too much, and that's why the knockout didn't come. But he, but then, like I said, you're a big man with a big punch, so it didn't matter. Like you still, I mean, you still busted coffee up. Like I mean, that's like. I mean, listen, I ain't think. I ain't think the food would stick to you that much, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> you eat once on Thanksgiving, once or well, maybe a couple meals on Christmas. You fight New Year's, man. It was a setup, man. I'm telling you, it was a setup, but we made it through. I, I got a real good coach, Rodney Christmas, had me sparring like 15 rounds hey. a day, man. So a lot of that was muscle memory from the fight. If you watched it, a lot of it was just muscle memory from constant sparring. Plus, I still had a job. I was still working at Sapphire's Gentleman Club every night. Okay. So, man, it was, it was all bad, but we made it through. You feel me? You did, man. You did, man. You know, salute to you for doing that. And that, you know, that's a good segue into some uh, questions. Uh, pretty much like, so how and why, how did you get into boxing and why did you get into boxing for that matter? Uh, well, I, I got into boxing because of this one man named Michael King. Rest in peace. He had this vision uh, that the heavyweight championship needed to come back to America <laughs> but the reason why I wasn't in America is because all our, all of our athletes were playing football and basketball you know much like Deontay Wilder who was our you know great American heavyweight champion you know what I mean but so he went out and started scouting you know guys that were you know maybe still trying to play in the NFL still trying to play overseas still trying to play in the NBA I was one of those guys much like Charles Martin, who also became heavyweight champion. So he that's did. how I was recruited into boxing. And I'm still boxing to this day. My record's not that good, but you know, like I said, when you're a heavyweight, you got to just keep knocking dudes out. They forget about a whole lot. You know what I mean? They sure Facts. do. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, you definitely had some growing pains in your career. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, you fought, you've been in the ring with, with some notables. I mean, I know Steve, uh, Stephen Shaw, uh, Tony Yoka. You know, uh, the uh, Russian line. I can't pronounce his name. I know who he is because you fought him in Montreal. Like, you've been in there with, and of course, FA Ajaba. So, you've definitely had the hard knocks uh, in terms of, in, in terms of getting, you know, in terms of doing what you're doing, uh, learning on the jobs, uh, per se. Uh, 
But yeah, though, that's uh, that's that's definitely a good story. So in, you know, in terms of, in, uh, so who's pretty much your biggest influence in terms of you actually becoming a boxer? Is it still Michael King, or is like any other boxer out there you saw is like, oh, I want to do what he does? Uh, well, you know, uh, obviously when you first come into boxing, you know, you you you're not used to getting beat up. Like I, I remember, like the the first time I'm in there fighting and everything, I'm like, man, like, yo, like. This ain't for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the bed with bruised ribs. I'm like, yo, I ain't even this type of guy. But then, you know, you, you, I think I was one night, I, I was watching the Oprah Winfrey special with Mike Tyson on there, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was, they was just showing how Mike Tyson was beating up everybody, crowd going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Just showering him with love, money, and everything like that. I met Holyfield a few times, you know what I mean? I'm down in Carson at this point, you know, and it's just like, you know, Okay, I ain't got no other options. I ain't about to go play basketball overseas. I had office, but I ain't want to go. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, this, this is a brand new sport for me. Let, let's give it all we got. You know, it's a love-hate relationship with boxing because I ain't no fighter, man. I'm a lover, you feel me? I love the money. I love the women, you feel me? I love the singing of the praises. But at the end of the day, what else I'm going to do, you feel me? So I got to get in there. I got to fight hard for myself and the people because I'm generous. So if I'm winning money, I'm giving out money. You know what I'm saying? So plus one thing is I don't like to lose. I need to win. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, I I definitely, I definitely feel that, man. You know, I mean, I I mean, I mean, everyone knows. I mean, some people, you know, I know uh, boxers. We've been, we've been in the gyms before. Like some people like, oh yeah, you know, I want to be champion. But a lot of the times you're like, yeah, I just want the money. (laughs) Pretty much. I just want the money that comes with it, you know, and, you know, try to do what you did. Money first and then, you know. But I need to be champion, man. I need to be champion. I want to be world champion, and that's a fact, you know. And I gotta, you know, I gotta increase my own motivation and become undisputed world champion. And because you get hurt out there, man. If you don't put your everything in, into boxing, you get hurt. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, never, I don't ever like talk about what goes on in the gym. But dude, you know, I was after these two wins, you know, even with the weight gain, I was walking around feeling myself. <laughs> just automatically thinking like, yeah, I'm about to be champ, no problem. I'm I'm the best ever. <laughs> All of a sudden, fifteen and six record. Nah, man, I'm that good. Like I'm super good now. Then uh, Jared Anderson came in my gym, man, beat me up so bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, yo, thank you. I said thank you, man, because this would have happened on TV. I'll be devastated and depressed. But this happened in the gym, so we can we can fix all this shit. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm training different. You know, my body is different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hey, you need days like those in the gym behind closed doors, man. This this sport to humble you. You know what I mean? So I look at the numbers. I'm gonna be in super good shape the next time I fight. We training super hard. I'm out here in Vegas. That's why I moved here from LA to be surrounded by boxing 24/7. Yes, sir. So so we on it, man. I'm telling you. Oh, that was a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. You gonna get some get back? Oh, go on, go huh? on. Uh, you gonna get some get back? <laughs> well, you know it ain't about to get back in, in behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? It's just about making sure you take that lesson and you learn and you don't you don't repeat that lesson. You know what I mean? And you just keep getting better. That's the whole thing. Because you know, sparring and training, you ain't supposed to have no ego in that. You supposed to just be ready to get better. And me walking around heavy. Be walking around thinking this and thinking that. Nah, nah, that, that'll get you hurt. But I'm just happy it happened behind closed doors and not on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I fall coffee, like, there's no excuse to be 15 pounds overweight. Thank God I skate with the wind. But, yeah. man, you know, you ain't that. 
sometimes you know that whole phrase getting high off your own supplies for real you can be too high off of confidence <laughs> and that'll get you killed real fast you know what i mean so i'm just thankful right now i'm training extra hard going hard and you know we're gonna be ready for the next fight that's all i can say I do, I do respect that. At least you ain't go the whole Andy Ruiz route. Like you ain't go, you know. If it's a one through ten for that, like that's number ten. That's you didn't go all the way. So I, I appreciate that because I did notice you were a little heavier in the rematch, but you didn't fight like a guy who wasn't who who was out of shape. Out of shape. So, yeah. so I definitely noticed that, you know. So that's good, and and I do respect the. I do feel you want to answer with the, the get back. I'm not looking at it as like get back, but on some ego shit where you're like, oh man, he woke me that time. I gotta get him back. Nah, no boxing's not like that. You gotta, you gotta take the lumps and bruises. And I guess the get back I'm looking at it is like you're looking forward to improving. So the next time you go in there with him, you could show him a few things and be like, ah, right, you know, I, just, I leveled up some since last time, you know. The whooping oh, kind of a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's a must. You got it. You, you can't like. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I, I didn't realize he was really because there's a there's a, a, a high level. I feel like you know, yeah, we throw around the word elite level. Certain levels, you know, a guy's at. Even when he don't got a fight coming up, he just at that level. So like a lot of times when you've been fighting for a long time, you kind of come in the gym. You don't got a fight coming up. You, you you don't take sparring as serious as you need to. But then when you get in there with this this young up and coming phenom, it's like yo, he always ready to go. So it's like it, it makes you be like, man, I always got to be ready to go, even in the gym, even in sparring. Yeah, when a fight on the on the horizon, yeah, you might be ready to go. But it, it really makes you realize that like, yo, you gotta live this lifestyle every day. Absolutely. It ain't never no. Ain't never know I got a fight coming up or I don't got a fight coming No, you got to live this lifestyle every single day that you in the gym or you going to run into somebody that can, you know, really tear you apart, even in sparring. And that's what you don't want to be in that position either. So it just definitely rekindled that fire for me real quick. Like, I don't even think about the coffee fight no more. I'm still spending that hour hanging money, you feel me? But I don't think about the fight. I'm training hard. <laughs> what fight? I'm just training my behind off. You know what I mean? And that's that, you know. So I, I definitely appreciate that in so many ways. No doubt. And I just got. I'm just looking at a question that we got in our comments. Salute Henny God, by the way. He asked, "You're originally from LA, Johnny?" Nah, I'm. I'm originally from South Carolina. Like I said, I flew out to LA to be a part of the Michael King program, All American Heavyweights. Mm. And then I was in LA for about, you know, uh, I think what it was six or seven years. And then I realized that my career is not going anywhere. You know, it's, it's you know, it's wasting too much time traveling because sometimes, you know, you're in that L.A. traffic. Like I was traveling on the Norwalk, spar with Andy Ruiz. It would take me an hour to get there. An yeah, hour I, and I, half to I, get personally, there. I've driven on that highway before. I, I've been it's there not before. a game, I, I, man. I know the pain, bro. Like it, it's, it's not a game. Bumper the bumper, like, and it's like that even at night. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, man, you you wasting uh, two hours in traveling. That that don't make sense when. When I'm here in Vegas where everybody's fighting, everybody's grinding. The great Floyd Mayweather was here training. You got Devin Haney out here, you know what I'm saying, building his legacy right now. You know what I mean? So I had to come to where the guys that were really trying to take it to the next level were, were at. And it's only 15 minutes to get to my gym versus a whole hour and a half, you know. So I had to move to Vegas if I was going to be serious about becoming world champion and erasing all my past failures and turning everything into victories, you know what I mean? And that's what I did. 
no doubt. You, you mean you said past failures? You mean past lessons? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? That's what you got. That's how you got to see it. Past lessons. So, like I said, I'm trying to learn and build and keep growing and keep going. No doubt, though. Now, in terms of the training and stuff like that, man. So, I mean, obviously, just, you know, to get a little insight of how you do, like, like what basically, like, what are your like favorite exercises, your punches, drills, and what you don't, what don't, what do you dislike about training? What parts of, what aspects of training do you do you hate? Well, you know, I really, do, I really have to try to do a lot more more running, which is what I do right now. Uh, a lot of heavy bag work. Uh, a lot of shadow boxing. We want to do a lot of the fundamentals. Again, I'm, I'm a big dude, so I do lift weights. I'm a heavyweight, so I'm gonna lift those weights. I know a lot of boxers don't hey, lift man, weights. I'm a big dude too, bro. Like, I mean, I, I feel you, pay man. Like, we, like, it's, I it's, do it's, lift. it's an idea. Nah, I agree with you. I, I think that's a good thing you're doing, lifting weights. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna pump that iron, but I also gotta balance it out with more cardio, uh, more shadow boxing, more fundamentals. I'm not the biggest fan of sparring that much. I really don't like to spar, but you know. It's a necessary evil, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely get in there. Sorry about that. I went over. So I definitely do spar, but you know, uh, I just recently started working with uh, Coach Larry Wade and Coach Devron Johnson. So they're helping with extra pushing and motivation for my uh, strength and conditioning. But overall, I do enjoy training. You got to train hard to to be successful. You got to push yourself. So uh, yeah, I mean, we all in. But yeah, sparring is not my favorite thing to do. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) It is what it is. I do love the mitt work. I love all that up stuff, but you know, you gotta take to the next level and fight. So that's the real key. Yeah, I mean, obviously sparring. I mean, yeah, I know, I know some, some you know, some boxers, you know, some boxers love to spar. Some boxers treat spars like actual wars. You know, some people <laughs> like just do it just to just to stay sharp, just do the minimal. Like, I mean, I, I it's a temperament, you know. But you know, cause, right. like, people, people, you know, most people think just because you have headgear on or some shit like that doesn't mean you, you're not feeling no punches. Like, or the, or the lighter, the, or the, the the more padded gloves, because you know you be sparring at like eighteen ounce, twenty ounce. Yeah. I don't think I've done anything in over 20 hours, but they still hurt, man. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> if you got a heavyweight with damn 18 hours, 20 hours gloves on, you that hurts. Man, it, it hurts, man. Like, dude, I ain't gonna lie, y'all, man. I don't know what's going on, but it's like, lately my nerves been bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even be wanting to spar. Like, I damn near hurt myself running away from one of my other guys I was sparring, like Big Patrick. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he got a big fight coming up like tomorrow, man. I, I go into the Philly cell a lot, man. He went to throw a hook. I was like, ah! Hit my third <laughs> on arm against my, my forearm against my other arm. I, that hurt more than the damn punch he hit me with. So I was like, man, look, you know what? This ain't it right now for me, y'all. Like, I just got to basically train extra hard. I'm more of a skillful fighter. And it sucks because I haven't been boxing that long. So I like to fight from more of a skillful standpoint. But I haven't been boxing that long, so my skills ain't even up to par. So we, we grind and double. We grind and extra, you feel me? We grind and extra, grind and double. Now, in terms of boxing, like, what's your favorite punch? Like, the one you'd be hoping to land the most on someone? Yeah, like your special attack. <laughs> well, you know, lately, obviously, you know, uh, I'm looking at what worked against Michael Coffey. My right hand was working, but it was first the jab was going. Okay? Yes, absolutely. So, I'm, I'm doing my best now to polish up my right hand and my jab. Like I said, getting really back to the fundamentals, man, making sure I'm stepping with my punches, but I'm also working to increase the combination punching. Because, okay. you know, a guy like Michael Coffey was not going to go down from no 
from no one punch. He ain't going down. Like he used to training with Deontay Wilder, who got one of the greatest right hands in history. So I'm really looking to work on my combination punches to overwhelm a guy. You know, again, I'm trying to get that from Jared Anderson as well. He throws a lot of combinations. You know what I mean? That really does overwhelm me. So I'm trying to take everything I can from anybody I come in contact with right now. That's that's one guy I'm really trying to take a lot from. You know what I'm saying? So right now we're trying to put a lot of punches together. That's what we're trying to do. Add to everything. No doubt. And then what about, let's say, your favorite type of boxing equipment to use? Heavy bag, double end, speed bag? Oh, I'm going with the heavy bag. I'm going with the heavy bag, for sure, for sure. Because, you know, especially as a heavyweight, you know what I mean? I feel like everybody kind of, we're all around the same speed. But if you're trying to get in the ring with, you know, a big dude, you got to be able to break him down. In order to break him down, you got to be used to punching something. So right now, I go into the gym. I'm just trying to attack that heavy bag. So I'm like, look, you know what? You gonna punch me? I'm gonna punch you. Let's get it on because <laughs> it is what it is. I can't. Yeah, look, I can't. I can't do much about the situation here. <laughs> I don't want to be here that bad, but I need to win, man, because I can't lose no more. So we, I'm working the heavy bag like crazy. That's right. How many rounds you do on the heavy bag? I try to do uh, minimum six. Uh, the other day I did twelve. Today I did six. You know what I mean? But I try to, I try to keep the heavy bag count high. Because that's, that's a big key for me. You know, you watch Big George Foreman. He hit yeah, the heavy bag all the time. And the heavy bags in half. Like, it, yeah, it so it's like, like we going, I'm going back old school, man. I'm going back old school. I'm trying to do my best to just learn from the past, learn from the you know present, learn from the guys that are supposed to be the future. And, you know, I'm keeping everything, like I said, fundamental. A lot of heavy bag work, a lot of footwork, a lot of shadow boxing, a lot of old school training right now. Working the jab like crazy, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the best thing I do is stay inspired and stay motivated. Now, do you do the really old school shit, like, you know, like chopping trees? Because, you know, like, you know, chopping trees has always been like a good excess to build punching power. Nah, like nah, that. I'm just going old school, not not really old school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you go ancient school. Going old school. <laughs> a lot of bad work. Mid work, we're working on going to the body right now, you know. We're just trying to rekindle the love of boxing right here and train super hard for it. Keep on winning. You know what I mean? Get in better shape. Like, take away all the excuses. You know, like I said, there's no excuse. Try, trying to be the best you. That's how I look at it. I'm trying to be the best me. I like to stick and move, so I got to be in better shape to do that. So, we, we, you know, staying logical with everything. No doubt. And I got a couple questions here on the side from a couple of our viewers. Uh, any God, you know, want to know, is living in Vegas a distraction or just another city to live in? Oh, it's definitely, uh, definitely a distraction. You know what I mean? I, I decided to indulge. You know, I decided to go. Okay, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm kind of kidding. You know what I'm saying? But kind of not kidding. I decided, man. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta have self control. You know what I mean? You gotta have balance with everything. Like, like for me right now, you know, I gamble every day. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, I'm out here winning. We all have our I'm out here. I'm out here. I don't drink because I box, so I don't drink alcohol. Uh, but I See definitely that get to just that. To make sure, just to make sure people don't understand, like alcohol, you don't drink, you know, because like I said, because you know, it's not good to take punches if you're out there smith no. in the ring and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, so I do not drink, I do not do drugs, I don't smoke weed or anything like that. But I am gonna gamble. Uh, when it comes to strip clubs, you know, uh, I was working at one, didn't get in any trouble because you know I like the thicker women, you know, and thank hey. goodness there wasn't that many thicker women out there. There was. <laughs> But they would look good. They did look good. But I stayed out of trouble. 
Yeah, I've, uh, been so, in a, I've been in a Vegas strip club too. I've been in Vegas, so I know what you're talking about. Yes, sir. Yeah, they, they look good, but it's cool. It ain't, it ain't too much temptation for me not to be able to handle. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is, I, I like to gamble. I like to gamble because I train so hard, I be too sleepy to go gamble. So boxing's really keeping me out of trouble. So to answer your question, it is a distraction, but I be too tired to be distracted, man. I'm working too hard out here right now. Is it the slots? You play the slots or the cards or the cards or something? I play roulette, baby. Roulette, nice. Yes, sir. Because with roulette, you know, I'm like this. If I make the right decision, I'm gonna win. With blackjack, you can't control how the cards fall. I can have freaking, you know, two face cards and ready for that, you know. Then the other dude got the same thing, and now I got to draw, I will push, whatever. Nah, I need. Nah, I like I like roulette. I make the right decision. I win money. That's how I like to live my life. I mean, first I do the blackjack, and then I be posted up betting on horses. Like I be in there with a cigar, dark glasses, and to fill out the slips and bet on horses. Man, that that shit got me in Vegas. Like, probably more than any other type of machine or anything, or even betting on fights or anything like that. I be oh man, the fights don't don't get me started, yo. Right, yo, Johnny. Like one of my biggest regrets last year when it comes to betting on fights. Was not betting on right. your fight with them coffee. My goodness, man. You bet against Johnny Rice? Oh, hell no. I, I didn't bet on the fight at all. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was, and that's a mistake because the thing is, like we said, it was a late opponent. You know, don't look at it as a job by performance. I was just like, hey, there's a lot of upsets this year. <sighs> but you know what? I, I think I'll just leave this one alone. <laughs> and then, man, those you, eyes, you could have bet on the eyes alone, man. <laughs> I don't that's why I said I that's why I said it's a regret because you talking about I, I'm a dude who them who be picking upsets all the time like you, you can speak to Pat to tell you like yep. the, the Gary Russell fight the Lee Wood fight that just happened like a couple weeks mm. ago the, uh, damn, what else happened this year? Uh, the Chris Tauber fight. I was very shocked about that, man. I was rocking with yeah, him. That, yeah, yeah, shocked. Yeah, that shocked me. I didn't think he was gonna lose that one. Um, yeah, I was rocking with him, man. You know, I love, I love, I actually, I'm, I'm still a big fan of boxing, so I love when people cocky as hell, talking all that smack, man. Like, I'm like, man, yeah, dog, I'm with you, bro. Like, go ahead and handle that. I just can't help it because I'm. Like I said, I'm in the game. I'm in the game to win and get paid a whole lot, but I'm still a fan because, you know, I'm not a fighter at heart. I'm a lover. You feel me? You feel me? That's just how it is. I love winning. I love winning. Yeah, I that's got to start with sport, too. That, that extra talking. That's why I like, like, I love you. You sell your personality yeah. so well. Yeah. And I think the sport really needs yeah. that. Like, yeah. people just don't want to engage with the fans, they standoffish. They too good, or they they get like you ain't even get Hollywood, man. Like, yeah, right. like real you, you 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 move so, but you move from Cali, so you good, so you ain't gonna get Hollywood. You make your stuff. Nah, I ain't gonna get Hollywood, man. Look, I'm gonna stay real, man. I'm gonna just be open, man. At the end of the day, life too short to hide anything. I'm gonna be open. My life all over the place. I'm just filled with gratitude. You know what I mean? Uh, just trying to experience as much as possible. You know what I mean? Because that's for me. Life is about an experience. You know, you got to decide what experiences you want. You know what I mean? Because when you old, all you have is your memories. If you really want to know about life, hang out with old people. They're going to tell you, like, like my grandma told me this one time. She said, I remember a time when I didn't have no clothes. Now I got so many clothes, I can't never wear them. It's like, man, like, what does that really mean? It's like, basically, enjoy your youth. Enjoy the hustle. 
enjoy everything you're doing because when you 80 years old and you can't do nothing and all you can do is think about what you did yo i'm trying to have mad memories yo i'm trying to have a full life for things i did you know like i said man i'm about to have some kids you know what i'm saying i ain't i ain't got nobody pregnant yet but that's the mission you feel me we're gonna do that get that championship first man get that championship i wanted to put things in order like you know have children no first win the championship then have children but, but i'm like nah man forget all that i'm gonna have it all at once i'm gonna have kids and win championships i started learning from other people right i'm like okay there's a lot of people that was rich before they had children there's a lot of people that was poor before they had children then they got rich mm-hmm. so it's like pick pick what you want to do it's right. a lot of people like kobe kobe bryant he got children still winning championships yes, sir. you know what i'm saying right. no, no matter what you got to realize that you can have it all as long as you got balance mm-hmm. as long as you got balance you can have everything you want at the same time you ain't never got to wait on nothing when you get the opportunity you can always have it all and that's how I'm oh. going that. I'm going to try to have it all. Nobody telling me no or nothing, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely like that mentality. Those straight bars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hustle. As long as you hustling, you ain't never going to be without nothing. You can go and that's- get it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, that's, the, that's the mentality everyone should have. Like, you know, like, I mean, what's worse to live by for real? Yeah, and that's actually a good segue into the next thing. Like, you know, t- talk about the boxing industry, you know, how to navigate what you learn, what you like, what you hate, what you want to change about it. Like, I mean, you know, the way boxing going, everyone knows this. Boxing is still a business. That's a fact. If you come into boxing knowing what it is, you ain't no amateur no more. You a professional. Professional, mm-hmm. you get paid for what you do. And that's simple. It's simple math. The more people that want to watch you box, the more money you make. You know what I mean? Uh, You can't compare yourself to guys like Mayweather or Canelo until you go through what they went through. You know what I mean? They wasn't all... We all know Floyd wasn't always money Mayweather. He was pretty boy Floyd. He went through a lot. He was pound for pound one of the best fighters ever. And no one would even watch him fight. So he started acting a fool, became money Mayweather, cursing everybody out, flashing money. He, he basically had to become the villain. But hey, he, he was still good, but he did whatever he had to do to make you watch him. And at yeah, the end of the day, you got to have fun with this shit. It's a business, man. I, man, I used to go to work for eight hours a night. You think I had fun at work? Yeah, I tried to have fun, but I was still working for eight hours a night. So at the end of the day... You got to do whatever you got to do to to get the big money. And and sometimes just being a good boxer ain't enough. You got to make people want to watch you. Right. That's a part of boxing. That's a part of the game you in. You in this, this is the game you in. So we might have to say that again. Yeah, because I, I, what you're talking about with Floyd Mayweather, like, you know, obviously among us, we always just say, like, you know, most people, like, talk about the second half of Floyd's credit, which is the money Mayweather part, but don't realize how brilliant Floyd was at Super Feather and at, Man. you know, at Lightweight, like, 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 Floyd was brilliant. Like, people saw the real prime Floyd, like, the one that, you know, the most people, a little bit more defensive. You know, little, you know, a little bit more defensive. Man. But the one that had the fast hands, the reflexes, the com- the crazy combination punches. The one with Man, the point Floyd. Yeah, yeah, that was it, it was insane. But it, it's a lot of that going on right now, man. Like we, you know, like I said, people people just kind of see the guy just at the top, like the Tyson Fury just at the top, or Deontay at the top. People don't see Deontay Wilder used to fight in bars, man. But for his first twenty fights. 
if you wasn't a, a boxing fan, you ain't never watched him fight. His yeah, first twenty fights, we were still Man. knocking fools out. But it's like everybody want that instant gratification, and guess what? I want that instant gratification too, baby. So yo, I want that instant gratification too. So I'm going at it like that. Let's get let's get rich overnight. Let's go have fun overnight. Let's go get to the top overnight. But no matter what, you got to prove yourself every night, and that's the thing people forget. You got to prove yourself every night and every day. So that's the mentality I got right now. Hey, I'm trying to prove myself. You know what I mean? Like I said, there was a time during the Michael Coffey fight. The second time, man, he almost knocked me out. Man, I ain't going to lie to you. About round four, <laughs> I gassed out. I was done. <laughs> but guess what? Your boy got the, oh, the defense. I'm a duck back. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, I was running. He don't know, baby. Hey, look. I'm gonna get away from you, man. Hey, they call me Mr. Slip and Slope, so I'm out of there, baby. I don't, I don't mind running. I don't, if I do what I gotta do, but then you know you get your win back and you keep it going. But yeah, man, I, I was like, man, I'm doing, I'm doing this for my little man, yo. Cause like I said, we trying to get somebody pregnant soon, ladies. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> at the end of the day, don't play around with Johnny Rice. You feel me? Don't play around with me. Cause we ain't putting down. You feel me? We ain't doing that. Real. <laughs> we ain't doing that. So uh, you know it is what it is. I'm here to live, baby. We ain't here to play no games no more, man. I'm 35, man. I've been playing too many games most of my life, man. You feel me? I got a lot of regrets. In that, you in that don't play boxing. Oh, go ahead. Huh? Said, you don't play boxing, though. <laughs> you don't play boxing. You don't. Shit, I don't play life no more, man. I don't, I don't play nothing. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying myself, but it's all it's all serious. It's all in. I'm all in. So I know you mentioned you mentioned obviously you're 35. You know you have a couple of reps now. So what is actually the biggest lesson that you actually learned in boxing, or if you could do something over again in boxing, what would it be? Well, you know it's funny you asked that about boxing, right? When when I got into boxing, I don't feel like I was taking control of my career enough. And and by taking control, I mean getting that knowledge you want to be at the top right but do you actually study other people's career to see how to get to the top just just so when you come into boxing you got to study boxing no matter what game you get into no matter what profession you got to study what what was given to you so you can know what the hell is going on gain that knowledge so a lot of times i was just like letting everything happen to me letting like not out, man, you just blindly following anything. Well, what you need to do is if you in boxing, you study it. You 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 find out everything you can about it. You know what to do and how to do. You need to know the business of boxing. You're not an amateur no more. Every loss counts. Every win counts. Every knockout counts. Every draw counts. Who watches you counts. Everything. This is a pros, man. So that's the biggest mindset that I'm taking to boxing and in life. Like, you need to give yourself as much knowledge as possible and use it and learn it from others. I heard somebody say on TikTok, which is kind of funny. I watch TikTok like crazy. <laughs> Everybody you meet in life is a student or a teacher. They're going to learn from you or you're going to learn from them. Period. Nice. Everybody you meet. So that's how I look at it now. I'm learning from everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm trying yeah. to teach somebody. They need to learn something. Yo, yeah, you keeping it all the way real. Like, I ain't gonna lie. In the back of my head, I'm just like, man, this nigga spitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to live everyday logic life, man. One plus one equals two. No matter if you're on Mars or Jupiter, 
one plus one still two, and that's <laughs> how I'm trying to live, man. I'm just trying to live like as logical as possible. You know what I mean? Simple as that. No, no, I definitely feel you because like I can't, I can't tell you how much it irritates me when I see. And if you've ever been, obviously been in the gym, you see a cat in there who's kind of ignorant to like, you know, let's say, you know, like they're they're boxing. Why are you boxing? Like, you know, do you know your history of boxing? Like, do you actually know like these people? And they're like, I don't care about that. I just want to fight. <laughs> and you don't want to do the knowledge. You, know? you don't want to know the ledger. None of that yeah. shit. So it it burns me up when I keep fighting here. It's like, you know, I, I, I just I just do it because I'm just you know, I'm doing my hands or whatever. You know, I just can't. Stand that type of nonchalance because it's like yo, you just you know like there's so much there's so many like, there's so much knowledge in boxing that's that not that's out there but it's also now being lost too because it's not being passed down because like you know like Michael Irving used to say you know we're losing recipes like that's how I feel <laughs> and that's how I feel most of the time and it's mostly because it's not just the, like some of the trainers that you that are there like they're not there anymore but it's also the fighters that are just being like you know what let me just try to do this for a quick buck but then like say but they don't just they don't know why they're doing it all that much like they don't know the knowledge anything like that and then you know you see them like they may be damaged or they just don't pan out it's just it, it burns me up when i when i hear boxers talk like that and it's refreshing that you're actually saying this because like you understand like you know you gotta know what you're doing to get where you need to be Absolutely. Uh, on that token, Johnny, uh, speaking of what Pat was saying, do you have a favorite, like a, maybe a couple, three favorite boxers of all time? You know, or like you know, any anybody like watching growing up or just in general? Uh, man, right now I'm doing my best to learn from my peers. You know what I mean? Like I said, uh, I get to watch Devin Haney train every single day. See how hard he working to stay on topic. You know, obviously he he going to beat Cambosis. He he the first undisputed lightweight. Champion since Pernell Whitaker, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I, I met Sweet Pea, you know, rest in peace, man. You know, that was an honor to meet him. Yeah, man. But one guy I do like a lot is uh, Evander Holyfield because he wasn't a big dude. He just had a lot of heart. He trained hard. He fought extremely hard. So size was not, you know, a factor for him. You know, so I like to watch Evander Holyfield a lot because you know he got, like I said, tremendous heart. Tremendous, you know, willpower to fight hard. So I like watching him. Uh, and then, of course, I just met Andre Ward. So I'm studying Andre Ward now. Like I said, okay. I pay attention to life. I feel like life has is filled with clues on what you should do next. So I never watched Andre Ward before. I knew he was undefeated. Never really watched him much. So I'm studying him currently. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Floyd Mayweather is a big inspiration to myself. Uh, Deontay Wilder and his great right hand. You know, I'm watching that guy too. I like his mentality. I mean, he became first heavyweight champion to be undefeated in America, and I don't know how long. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you know credit where credit is due to a man that accomplished something like that. So, man, I'm just, I'm just a student right now. I'm watching everybody currently. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do my best to learn as much as possible. No doubt. And then I, I got a question. Like, what's the worst mistake you've ever made in boxing? Uh, like I said, man, just just going into boxing without a bunch of knowledge, man. Just you know, going into boxing with with without you know knowing how the business of boxing works. That like if you're in boxing and you have, you, we all can look at the internet. We all right. it ain't boxing ain't the hardest thing to figure out. It's the business, you know. I fight, I get paid, somebody else get paid. Well, who the hell else is getting paid? Who are the matchmakers? <laughs> who are the promoters? Who is it? Like, come on, man. It's, it's pieces on the chessboard. No matter what job you at, no matter what you're doing in life, have knowledge about your surroundings. Don't just, you know, because promoters, a person who ain't going to think boxing as a business, they love you. Because they just, hey, you ain't, you ain't really in this because you ain't even thinking. 
Right. It ain't it ain't their fault. It's your fault. They can either take advantage of you or they can work with you. But they're gonna only work with those guys that got knowledge, ready to use that power. As simple as that, you know. So it is what it is. So I guess that's the biggest regret is just not understanding the business of boxing. Being good at boxing, that's something you gotta do if you wanna be world champion, period. Of course. But if you wanna be excel and be great and be champion and be wealthy, you gotta, you know, like I said, you gotta understand how the business goes. And you have a, have, a, have a legacy. You have a legacy. What? Muhammad Ali knew that too. Muhammad Ali knew one thing. Hey, the more I talk, nobody's out here talking. Before him, boxers didn't talk. Not only was he already good, but he said, man, boxers don't talk. I'm gonna start talking. Talk this way into a title fight. At 22 years old And be Sonny Liston The man was studying boxing He didn't just make it up He studied, he learned, and applied That's the greatest of all time right there And that's why I wear a shirt Oh, I ain't see that (laughs) I ain't see that yeah, you know, Ali Ali's the greatest, bro. Like, you know, like I said, Ali, like, you know, Ali is Ali's a special person to me, like, as, uh, more than anything, because, you know, he's one of the people that actually got me into boxing, you know, back in the day. So it's like, you know, that's, you know, like, I mean, I, like, you know, I, I try any, I try to get any type of Ali memorabilia I can. Like, I have this, I have the text, I have a lot of different things, man. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. You know, Ali definitely paved the way for heavyweights and boxing overall to get paid more. He showed that he gave everyone the template for sure. Uh, wait, so let me just go down the list of questions. I know we, there are definitely some questions you know people were wanted to ask before I go into the next couple of things. Um, again, uh, Henny God was like, uh, "What do you like? To, what do you listen to when you're training?" Hey, listen, man. I got too many voices in my head, man. I don't listen to nothing, man. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When I lift weights, I don't listen to nothing. Like. I, man, I just be talking to myself like, man, but when I'm in the gym, you know, like I said, Devin Haney be blasting his all the latest music. You know what I'm saying? You can tell how old school I am. I'm still doing a Harlem Shake, man. That's how you know I'm old. <laughs> so uh, I'm realizing that I feel young, though. I really do. And that's why I said you got to look at your peers. Like, yeah. I'm like, hold up, man. All my friends got kids. Or baby mamas and all that good stuff, but I don't. That ain't good. You the eyeball out, you gotta hop in somewhere, man. Being eyeball out ain't the business. You feel me? Long story, because you miss out on that experience. You know what I mean? Miss out on that part of life. But long story short, I don't listen to music right now. I'm gonna have to start though. Training is getting harder and harder. I need some more motivation. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, another question: What's your diet looking like? Well, with my diet, I do my best to eat more paleo. And, and paleo is basically what they say is anything that a caveman could eat. So I try my best to eat meat, fruit, vegetables. I do my, that's how I do my best to eat. Of course, you know, when it comes to like pre-workouts, I try to make sure they're like the most natural as possible. You know, like, you know, uh, Garden of Life is a good, good brand that's very natural and, and sport approved. So, it's, it's made mainly from, you know, from foods. So I do my best, like I said, to just eat as natural as possible. So you're not going to see me eating like candy and all that. You're going to see me trying to eat fruit right. or fresh pressed juice. You know, the juices that's fresh pressed, nothing right. added to it. And then, uh, you know, I do give myself a cheat day once a week. But lately, I have not been giving myself a cheat day. Uh, I'm just really concerned with like the staying paleo as much as possible. Whatever a caveman can eat. I eat fruit, vegetables, and meat. 
<laughs> That's what it is, man. But no, and, no um, pizza right now. But I want some pizza. I have not been eating pizza in like two <laughs> I, months. I feel you, man. You know, I definitely feel about that pizza, man. Like, you know, pizza, pizza be hitting, man. I feel you. I have not eaten pizza in a month. I guarantee that. One month. I've not actually, eaten that, pizza. Actually, that actually brings up an interesting because it's a joke around us because I personally like, you know, like, I like broccoli pizza. I like broccoli on my pizza. Oh, Is that strange to you or no? I mean, look, you know, I ain't never ate no broccoli on my pizza, but you know, <laughs> I've thank ate, you, thank you. I've eaten veggies on my pizza, I guess, but I, I, I usually like just, you know, I like the meat, just meat on my pizza, really. You know what I mean? You know, like the beef, sausage, beef, and that's it, really. But again, I haven't eaten pizza in a month. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but broccoli's just out of place, though. Broccoli's too damn big, man. I'm sorry, broccoli's just out of place. It's, it's too damn big, like. I mean, broccoli people be like putting cool. pineapple and pepperoni on their pizza. I don't even do that, so I'm gonna let you ride with the broccoli. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, if you ain't doing pineapple and pepperoni, you might be okay. Or pineapple and ham, whatever they do. But yeah, man, I keep things simple. I never heard of broccoli though on the pizza. I'm just telling you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. So, so he's like you, like us. Then okay, you just he's <laughs> on. Yeah, this this must be an East Coast New England thing because that's where you know that's where I'm gotta talking. be. Like, they don't do that be. shit in Florida. <laughs> I don't know. You man. Do bell peppers and stuff, onions, olives. That's a regular right, stuff. Right, I've seen that. You know, broccoli. What, what's next? Cauliflower. <laughs> hey man, yeah, that's from their pizza, bro. I mean, it's out there. I know this. I've seen it. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I got another question, and this is from my man Joshua O. He said, "Do you watch Frank Sanchez highlights if you are having trouble sleeping?" Frank actually, Frank actually is a very good boxer. You know what I mean? Obviously, being that I'm with PBC, people say, "Oh, you might have to fight him." I'm like, "Look, if I got to fight him. They're gonna pay me a whole lot of money." But I do watch him a lot. Uh, I do respect. I respect all these guys a lot, man. So I definitely watch him, man. But he, he's definitely. Definitely very explosive fighter, very good fighter. And you know, he beat FN Jaffa, man. I was shocked by that. He knocked him yeah, down and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. man, wow. That, yeah, that's wild. FN Jaffa beats too. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie to you because I mean, because I, I was hiding FA Jaffa, and that fight was the only fight on that card that pissed me off, Royal. Because we were watching it in the movie theater, and I was just, I was mm. just so heated. Like he, he, like he was getting, he was, he was getting that work, and he got knocked down in the process. I was not happy about watching man, that fight. Was, I don't know what happened. I, I'm, I'm very yeah. shocked by that. To be honest with you, I actually yeah, got one of the most man, man. You know, I yeah. did. Same, same here. Like honestly, that was one of the most shocking performances last year, next to uh, Mikey Garcia. Wow. Both right, of them right. shocked I heard about that too. Yeah, both of them. I'm just like, wow. Like I, I thought y'all would win this. I mean, because Frank Sanchez is capable. He, he's good boxing, moves around. He, he can get explosive. It just he be boring as hell sometimes. So I. Well, shout out to Joshua Ozo. I feel why he asked that. I thought it was a joke, but you, he, he was pro- he, he probably <laughs> wanted to know what you said. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I, mean, I know. You know, that's how that's his thing. Yeah, you know, I look at I, when I'm when I'm fighting guy. I don't ever look at if he's born or not. The first thing I do look at is if he's explosive. Because if he's explosive, yeah. he's dangerous. And Frank is explosive, so Frank is dangerous. So that's really what I look at. He, he dang- he's dangerous too. Effie's supposed to, but just that night, Frank was just more explosive and, and attacked more, and you know, knocked him down. Like I said, very shocked. But I'm watching all these dudes, and I'm just doing my best to, you know, compete at that level and keep growing and keep developing. Yeah, no 
doubt, no, absolutely. Uh, if you do ever fight Sanchez, oh my god, you know I'm gonna be rooting for you to put your foot in his ass. Like, <laughs> man, you know, like man, because hey, look, you can't you, you can't go in there playing around with a guy like Frank Sanchez. Period, man. You do is at a high level, and you cannot go in there. You can't go in there playing around. Period, man. So every day you gotta really think about. The level these guys are on, man. That's what I'm doing, man. I've been, I've been humble, you know what I mean. So I'm all in once again. Let's get it. I mean, cause look, if, if you like the picture I did of you and coffee, just you like how Sanchez. I love that picture, man. So hey, I might just do it for the picture. You feel me? It'd be a, you know, you, I don't even know what I'll come up with if you KO Sanchez. Are you, are you even just picture? <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it, man. Like, but the boxing artwork is real, real big thing to do. So, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm glad it inspires you and motivates you. Big time, really inspires you, man. For it's real, I'm putting good. that on my wall. Oh, oh hell yeah. Salute. <laughs> nice. Salute. So I, I'm just taking a look at another, uh, another question. Uh, are you a fan of any other sports? If so, what are your teams? Oh, well, well when it comes to sports, I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of basketball. Uh, don't really have a team. I kind of like individuals. You know, so I, I'm definitely a big fan of LeBron James. Uh, you know, uh, Steph Curry, you know, because, you know, smaller guy, very skillful. Like, I like to look at the guy that don't, don't use his size as an advantage. They're very skillful. LeBron big, but he's skillful as well. Definitely like Kyrie Irving, you know what I mean. So, I, I, like I said, I kind of watch more so for you know the individual. I do like football, you know. Antonio Brown, definitely like him a whole lot. Yes, sir. Yep. You know what I mean. So, and I actually try to cross train a little bit. You know, I know we didn't really bring that up, but I try to cross train with basketball and football to you know just kind of make myself more of an all around boxer and just take away from other sports and apply it to boxing as well. You know. Oh, that's interesting. Hopefully you'll see some a different a different style and technique from me. I'm actually working on that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to see. You know, I mean, I, I'll definitely yeah, yeah. see how that's going to go in your future fight. I'll definitely <laughs> see yeah, how much of a change that will actually be. That'll you got to be hype now. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you, you about to fight this weekend. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming with some special, some special, special things. No doubt, and uh, also get, get you know get your opinions on some you know we got some boxing opinions, hot takes, and predictions. So now, obviously, the biggest thing, obviously, Canelo is pretty much like one of the biggest things in boxing. Who do you think has the best chance at beating him again? I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, I don't know much about the weight classes. You know what I'm saying? So I, don't, I just see this man like going up and down and doing whatever he wanted to do. So it's like I don't know, like. They have to take someone else to go up and down and chase them, you know. But when it comes to who I like to watch a lot of, that's that's a big guy too. Is Terrence Crawford? I like to watch him a lot, and we want to see what Errol Spence do as well. But I'm a big Terrence Crawford fan of his style. But yeah, I don't know who really can just you know go up and down with Canelo. I don't know. I, I, mean, I really don't know. I'm I just mean, saying Terrence Crawford. Oh, well, Terrence Crawford. I mean, I mean, I know Jamel Charlo. The Charlo brothers want him. The, the Charlo brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Charlo. Yeah, I'll get behind them as well, but you know it is what it is. I don't know I mean, much about the weight classes though. I mean, do you think do you think someone like maybe Triple G or David Benavides might actually have the chance of beating him? I mean, Triple G obviously had two close fights with him. Some argue that he did win. I argue maybe they both were draws. You know what I'm saying? So, but Triple G is a lot older now. You know, but you know, 
Triple G is that dude. Uh, I know people are calling for Andre Ward to come out of retirement and fight uh, Canelo. That would be insane. And I would definitely get behind Andre Ward. But it's like, it's going to take somebody like that, you know, who just don't lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, again, I don't know too much about the lighter weights, except for like, you know, obviously Chance Crawford, Errol Spence. They, they're big enough to, to, to get bigger and try to fight Canelo. So that's pretty much all I really know about the, the lower weights. Well, speaking of the uh, of weight classes and then heavyweights, man, what are your thoughts on Tyson Fury and Dillian White? What, what, oh, what, wow, what, what, man. Well, you know, we all know Tyson Fury is, you know, phenomenal boxer and he can fight as well. You know, he did not just outbox Deontay because he, he, he had to try to, to actually fight him and hold him and do all that other BS. But hey, he mm-hmm. won and that's that. You know what I'm saying? Still, at the end of the day, Dylan White does go to the body very well. That can cause some problems, but Tyson Fury is the favorite. But I'm looking for Dylan White to do some fantastic body work and, you know, level the playing field and, and, and see what happens. You know what I mean? Definitely not count him out one bit. You know what I mean? Could easily go either way or it could easily be one sided. That's a fact. I mean, it, just just off your gut feeling, man, how, what do you, I mean, just, you know, I'm putting you on your spot. So what do you, who do you think is going to was that? What do you think? What? Who do you think is gonna win, Fury or White? Just if you had to make a pick, man. You know me. It is what it is, man. I'm a bet on black always. It's just the way I go. <laughs> but like I said, we we all know how great Tyson Fury is. This is a right. fact. But I'm looking at Dylan White's strengths. He gonna have to go to the body. Obviously, Tyson Fury knows that's gonna happen, so he's preparing for that. I'm sure he is. But it's just like. You, you got to go with the favorite, technically, if you're not biased betting. And, and, and Tyson Fury, like, 100 feet tall. But still, <laughs> Dylan White been itching for this. We've been itching for this shot for the longest. So, you know, for me, especially as a heavyweight, we all know one punch can change anything. So it's really going to be what Dylan White going to come in there and do. And, and, and so I'm, I'm just watching to see what Dylan White going to finally do with his chance. I think that left hook going to be uh, a factor. Especially and that left hook is crucial. Me. Yeah, that look at that like crazy. Maybe an uppercut. I think the uppercut. He has a chance with an uppercut or something. So I'm a C man. You know what I'm saying? Woo! I'm a, and, and don't forget, it's four million dollars on the line for whoever wins. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's like whoever yeah, wins get four million dollars. So and Dylan White already mad. He ain't getting as much as Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury is getting like three times as much as he is. Yeah, cause, yeah, because the WBC has some wild split going. I'm and I think just saying. So yeah. I'm gonna have to bet on Dylan White, man. You get four more million if you win. Come on, man. That ain't motivation. I don't know what it is, bro. I mean, I mean, he's. I think he's getting eight million as it is. So yeah, if he wins, he gets yeah. twelve million or you know whatever. That's a good look. Four more million if you get if you win. So I'm gonna have to bet on Dylan White for him to be hungry, aggressive, and, and do his thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Tyson Fury is the favorite on paper. That's a fact. Can't deny that. But he making forty million, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, dang. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I know you want to make forty million. I know we all want to make four more forty million. Yeah, who don't want to make forty million? <laughs> Man, I'll take four million. They make the dude getting a bonus of four million if he wins. <laughs> that's the uh, bonus, man. That's crazy. I mean, that's motivation like crazy. If you didn't Man, that's one way. So I got I got to rock with Dylan White on this one. No doubt, though. And uh, another question: What's the best fight you ever saw live from the audience? Like you just watching, and just being overwhelmed, and just being like, "Wow!" Like, you know. Oh, that's win. easy. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Dylan White won. 
I mean, excuse me, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Wilder. Okay, I was just saying, it's like, oh, okay. How about the future? Yeah, you've been there. So, y'all look, you know why about to do his thing? Nah, it's going to be a drop. Like, listen, at the end of the day, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder won. Huh? You went to the metaverse for that. You know, I had to. Oh, I was also in the ring. I was in the arena for uh, Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz, too. Man, that was a good fight. But I but the most exciting one is Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder one. So that that was Damn, crazy. That, that, was, that, was, that was crazy. I saw that live. I was in Tyson Fury's camp. Okay. Oh and wow. so uh I was actually he gave me tickets and everything. So I was there for that and that man, that was crazy, man. That atmosphere was insane. I can only imagine how how, how three was, but number one was insane. Atmosphere yeah, was insane, man. Yeah, I, I know because like me and Kingpin, who's another member of, of Ring Gang, like we actually went to the movie theater, and the movie theater was all packed, and we could tell like the whole atmosphere there was just like lit, you know. Especially in the man. final round when you know Wilder drops Fury with that um, right hand, and everyone's just exploding. Everyone's thinking that shit was over, you know. And then man, Fury- look, every time I watch fighting these days. Literally nine out of ten referees would not even have counted for yeah. Tyson Fury. They would have waved it off. So it's like you really got to think about how the referee is a factor mm-hmm. because yeah, some referees count fast, some count slow, some don't count at all. Yeah. And most referees would have not counted at all. I'm not saying that referee counted slow or none of that BS. I'm just saying most would not even have counted. They would have called the it way off. that dude was laid out. They would have just waved it off. Yeah, look how much you wave off. Like, man, he, he got lucky for a count. I don't care what nobody say, but I'm glad he, you know, he pulled through it. It was, it was a draw, great fight. But man, I think about that a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that was the, the whole impact. Cause I, I mean, cause y'all, y'all some big dudes. Yeah, yeah, when you six five and six ten and all that, when y'all hit the ground, like. That shit's like humongous. That's like earth shattering shit. So Fury <laughs> landed. Cause remember when he got dropped by Steve Cunningham? I thought that was crazy. Like, yeah, oh, that was crazy. That, yeah, that was a Like, I thought like the tree fell down outside or some shit. Like, <laughs> most referees won't count when that happened. They would have. Most of them would have yeah. waved it off. I'm telling you, man. Like, <laughs> like Smoker. The friend cappuccinos, the mills, like only like a handful. So I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. That's wild. Oh man! So yeah, I, got, I saw that in person. Yeah, I got I got to, like two questions from my man King P. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here live because he's on vacation. But he he he, had, he he wanted me to send a couple questions your way. Uh, the first one, you said uh, he mentioned you um, after the coffee fight. You mentioned that you could finally quit your job. What was the process like training for fights while also working for a job? Do you also feel at times hindered by this? Right. That's uh, and that's you have to have balance. You got to have balance. So the way my schedule was, I had to go to work uh, from like what 10 p.m. all the way to like 5 a.m. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I would do my afternoon training from like three to six. I was I, that's how long I trained three to six every day. Consistent with that. Then I also would tell my boss, like I said, that's why I didn't quit right away. I did give him a two week, three week notice. So I worked for three weeks, even the weekends, because they did allow me to come in late. You know what I mean? So I would come in late sometimes, 30 minutes late. I'd be scheduled for nine, wouldn't get there till like 10 or 11. <laughs> they were like, man, you late. I said, man, at least I'm here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, because, you know, 
my thing is, is don't be the worst one in the room. There was some guys that we do no call, no shows. You know what I'm saying? So you know, but my 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 my, my boss and manager was very understanding. Never wrote me up, but like I said, I got there, did my thing. But I trained every day from three to six, and then I would stop right at six, and that would hinder me sometimes because. I'm like, man, I could be working on something. I could be getting better, like, in the flow. Like, you want to put an extra hour to the gym? No extra hours. Three to six, I'm out. And then I go to work, wake back up. You know, three to six, I'm out. You know, it is what it is. So, and that's another reason why I was a little bit heavier. You know, because I ate a little too much. I couldn't train extra. Right, right. So, we had to maximize the training within the sparring. So, I sparred extra, but I didn't do my extra conditioning. So like I said, I was in shape to fight, but not in shape to knock nobody out. You feel me? Feel you. Thank God I won, because that was it was definitely scary in round four. You watch round four, you gonna see me. Like <laughs> he did land up. a couple. He did land a couple shots on you in, in the second fight. So I, I Man, didn't know that. Imagine going for the kill, and that, this big boy don't go down. Like when I hit him, he start wobbling. Like oh, this is rap. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, it's not a rap. Like this dude just. <laughs> What the hell's going on? But he's a marine, right? So it's like, yeah, yo, he, yeah, you know, it's hard to he break. He comes back like you wasn't nothing. I said, yo, I'm done right here, yo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is a rap right here. I was in this dude, man. It, it, it was me, a rap. Because you're talking about that fight. I just wanted to answer this question. Uh, ask this question in the comments, Chris Brand. And ask uh, which coffee win meant more or was more satisfying. Just because you already talking on the subject right now, that's all. Right. Uh, obviously, the first one was the one that 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 was, I don't know. That's a tough question. The first one was just insane. Like, man, I, I had a lot going on, man. You know, yeah. people don't know a lot of the background story, but it is there is an article out. So. I don't know who the article wrote, but you know, like I said, man, you know, real talk, you know, man, you know, that, that hit hard. Basically, I was, when I started boxing, I started dating this one girl, you know, and we just really could not get things to work out, mainly because of boxing, personality, classes, and long story short, I'm like, man, you know what, I'm realizing that no matter what, I shouldn't have let her go, you know what I'm saying? Because it was mainly my fault You kind of, you know, get a little older You're still in the sport, pandemic happened You're thinking different, whatever, whatever You realize you're doing wrong things So I'm like, man, look, I'm fighting to try to get her back I win this fight I'm going to go and get her back And we're going to start this thing over, you know what I'm saying She kind of baited me along a little bit Like, yeah, yeah, yeah And then as soon as I'm ready to get her back She's like, nah, you're done I'm like, okay Touche. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That hurt worse than anything. Well, <laughs> but I bounced back from that. So, in winning that fight, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, we, we about to make everything back right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Everything that I lost, I'm about to get back. But that ain't how fairy tales work in real life. Ain't no such thing. You know what I'm saying? So, well, wait, wait, until you, become, wait until you become heavyweight champion. Then you might, you, might, you know, then, then you might be able to revisit that. It's like, yeah, baby, I'm a heavyweight champion now. Like, what? Like, what are we gonna do? You might, but it's like a girl like that don't care about that, man. She, she probably was with you while you were struggling. She probably wanted to help you come up. And then I remember her saying, "Well, you got money now, so you should be happy." I'm like, man, I ain't happy. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got all this money, I ain't happy. And I'm like, damn, that's different. That's different. You're right. That shit hit different. Like oh, this man. girl was really trying to come up with me. She really trying to come up with me. She wasn't. She she was she was one of the ones that you do get when you do get rich. Word, word. But she was trying to come up with your boy. 
So I ain't realized that till you know, like I said, I got money now. It's like, man, I don't give a fuck about this money, man. Now I go down to the casino and gamble and win all that shit like it ain't nothing. I don't give a fuck about this money, man. My house empty. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, damn. But it's cool though, because you know, more money gonna bring me more everything anyway, so it's all good. I'm still empty, but it's all good, you feel me? Ain't, ain't gonna be empty for long, champ. Ain't gonna be empty for long. Right, right. So that first win, that, that, that meant so much to me. But winning the second time meant a lot to me too because I could have easily came in and been that quote unquote busted Douglas. I gained all the weight. Hoffman knocks me out. I'm the laughing stock of boxing. He won. Great performance. Came back fat. He lost. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, man, thank God. Woo. So that's more relief. Could have been the, the sophomore album jinx. Uh, I feel you, man. You already know, and it was that it was that close. But like I said, I'm in Vegas with great coaches that have been there before. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Rodney Chrysler and Bones Adams, man. They really had oh, me Clarence working. Clarence Bones Adams, yes sir. Yo, Clarence Bones Adams, yo, working Woo. I'm happy that you know we got it. It was ugly, but we got it one. Now we, you know, now we working different. We training harder. Period. Yeah, and that brings me to the last question from my boy King P. Because you said you've been in the gym, you've worked with Fury, Ortiz, Hunter, Joyce, Hergovich. What have you taken away from working with those guys? How much and how do you how much do you feel has helped you going forward with such experiences to make you more battle tested? Well, the, the biggest thing you take from them is because it's so much to take from them. You see that they're the first thing you take is that yo, they're they're not just talented. They're working extremely hard all the time. To be a better version of themselves Like I said, Louis Ortiz He's older, but guess what? His skill level is so high Because he's working on the skills They're, they're right. constantly trying to be A better version of who they are now And they're constantly trying to You know, be the best they can be Where they are now So that's the first and the most important thing I took from them Was, yo, you gotta be the best you When you're in that ring The right. best you may not be the who you was years ago, but it's, you still the best you. You you make up for more more skill, make up for for more time. But they all work super hard, so you can't even think that you're gonna be good at boxing if you ain't working as hard as they are. Because they are not playing around, man. They're very structured. They're very balanced. They're very dedicated, and that's what I take from them the, mo- the most. Oh, that's that's an excellent answer, Chad. I, I dig that. Yeah. I, I I dig the answer a lot, though. Straight up. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we got some, we got a couple personal questions, random takes. You know, we, 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 we like, we, you know, we like to ask you. Know, obviously, we had some non-boxing banner over there. So, um, some questions. So, what do you prefer, pancakes, French toast, or waffles? Pancakes. Ah! <laughs> there we go. There we go, my man. There we go. Easy. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I person, I'm a waffle person. Uh, Shutter here, he's, he's he's French toast, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, I love the Waffle House back in South Carolina, but I'm going pancakes is what I eat, what eat the most. But Waffle House is, you know, you know Waffle House. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know Waffle House. Yeah. Uh, Waffle House is trash. Wherever I go to the restaurant, it's pancakes. Yes, sir, man. What what, what what type of pancakes are we talking about, bro? Just regular old fashioned pancakes. I, I ain't into all the crazy stuff, the, the chocolate no, no chips and all that. Stuff. Banana, no Let me get some regular pan. But hey, buttermilk pancakes. Yes, yep. sir. Some syrup and butter. That's all you need. But buttermilk syrup. That's it. Yep. Fact. Because <laughs> that, that buttermilk syrup enhanced the buttermilkness or some shit. Like, like yeah, it is. That's it. You know, I don't do extra sugar, cinnamon, none of that. Pancakes. 
That's what it is, man. They're old school. Hey, so favorite cartoon growing up? Oh man, uh, I did watch Dragon Ball Z first couple of seasons. After that, I didn't really watch it no more. Tom and Jerry, I guess. I don't know. Favorite cartoon? That's a tough one off the top. Ninja Turtles, you know, classics, yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? I'm all about okay. the classics. I mean, you're a child of the 80s. I mean, you're a child of the 80s, bro. So I know you got Mr. Yeah. Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Right. Superman, Batman, we got the classics. Yeah. Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man. Spider-Man for sure. I'll, I'll definitely watch that cartoon a lot. Spider-Man. Hell yeah, okay. That's what's up. <laughs> all right, so we got another question. Um, Jay-Z or DMX, who had the better first album? Reasonable Doubt or It's Dark and Hell is Hot? Well, you know, I, I don't know too much about the albums. I'm definitely a DMX fan, but Jay-Z is who I listen to the most. Uh, Reasonable Doubt, I still, you know, bump it all. I still go Jay-Z the most. I do respect uh, DMX a lot because, you know, he tried to go work with P. Diddy. P. Diddy said, we don't like your sound. You got to change it. Mm-hmm. DMX walked away and said, I'm going to make it my own. He came out with Rough Riders. So I respect the whole Pioneer game that he got, you know, and how he became super successful. But I'm a big, I'm a big Jay-Z fan when it comes to overall rap. Okay, so reasonable, reasonable. Okay, I mean, like I said, okay. but I have not really heard DMX's first album. Remember, I didn't get to listen to that much music when I was younger. Oh, okay, so you never. I'm pretty sure you heard we'll that. Have to revisit that. Or I'm pretty sure you heard that. That's my time. Huh? You? And I'm pretty sure you heard Rough Rider Anthem, Get At Me Dog, and all that, right? Man, I've, I've like heard it, but not heard the words. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you get old, you try to listen to it real close. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I know the, it, it was where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at. Like, with that, you know, yeah, what's that? That's not the first album. <laughs> that's not, okay. I'm with that on the you know. DMX was on some bangers. I came out to DMX when I fought coffee the first time. I think it was where the hood at, actually. Oh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, but I'm the type that I love my baby mama. I never let her go. That's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, baby. So whatever. Oh, so I, I came out to that song. What song is that? <laughs> that what song is that? Up, uh, party up, by the party up, party yeah. Up. yeah. I think I came out to that song. That's what it is, yeah. You probably did, probably, yeah. So I remember because I remember that car was full of DMX songs. I remember, like, yeah, I remember, man. Yeah. Like, them fires were coming out with a whole bunch of DMX. I was hearing a whole lot that night. Yeah, I'm not. What I'm playing? No, then play the first, the, the first album. Like you have to listen to the first album. We had a I will, poll. man. I promise. That's my homework. And I think seventy percent of the people, I think out of ninety-five votes, seventy seventy percent of the people who voted chose DMX first album over Jay Z first album. Okay, that's my homework. It's, it's serious, you know. When you when you get ready to spoil, you, you listen to some, rah, 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 all that DMX. So you <laughs> you might get hot. You you, you might you yeah. might see some knockouts and sparring. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Running. I'll be running and sparring, man. Jabbing and running. I'm out of there. You definitely gonna feel that album. It's it's, it's impactful. Right. So yeah, we appreciate we appreciate all the the hip hop talk and banter. You know, because a lot of people they just focus on boxing, but you just so real with it. They're you just got a personality, move. bro. Like you, yeah. you have a well-rounded personality. Like you know, in, 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 I've been around boxers. Like not, a, lot, a lot of boxers are really well-rounded. Like some are just real insular to what they do. But like you, just like you, man, you like you an everyday. You're you're an every person. You're an every boxer, man. You you got experiences, man. Like now nah, we, we dig that. We in it. We in it. You think Thank about you. commentating or or doing acting or anything after you know you win your title, you win your titles and. You know, you kind of fall back a little. 
you, well, you, you know, ever thought about I'm life gonna, after boxing? I'm just going to try to have fun. You know, like I said, you got, you got to live life after boxing. You know, I'm going to try to do things I like. You know, if I like movies, I may try to make a movie. You know what I'm saying? I like music. I may try to make make songs. You know, it's just about, like you said, what you do with the time you have on earth. You know what I mean? Like I said, when you, when you really learn that the most important thing you have is health and time. You start thinking really different. You got health and you got time. And you want to be happy. So you like, man, shoot, like, who, who am I living for? I'm living for myself, the people that love me, and I'm trying to have fun, man. But when I look back, I'm like, man, I did all this and enjoyed myself, man. I, I ain't let nothing hold me back. You know, I had my failures and successes, but we had a great time. We had a great life, yo. You feel me? I feel you. I feel you. Hell yeah. And then, so any, so the Bruce talk, the last like, so any specific future plans? You know, like obviously, maybe who you might be fighting next, or when you might be fighting next. You know, stuff of that nature. Well, well, like I said, I believe in clues of life. Okay, so I can only look at the past and try to learn from it and move forward. I was always fighting somehow one month after Devin Haney. Okay, so Devin Haney fought, uh, he fought uh, uh, Lanares in like May, right? Yeah. Something like that. I ended up fighting out of the blue, fighting Michael Coffee in like July. You know what I mean? So I'm like, and then of course he fought uh, Jojo Diaz. And I like, was here for that one. I was December. in Yeah. Right? I ended up fighting Michael Coffee in January. So Devin Haynes kind of scheduled to fight for June against, you know, Cambosis. I'm like, well, I might be back in July or August. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just the clues I've been given. But right now, I'm trying to get extremely better. After said, I got a real good clue from Jared Anderson. Like, yo, you got to work your ass off. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to build from that right now. So I don't know when I will fight. I will have to say maybe August. But right now, I'm building like crazy from those lessons I learned sparring, sparring Jared Anderson. So that's where I'm at currently. And man, that's great, man. You know, and, and so I guess you know once we get Haney Cambosis officially announced, you no. Know, so you're most likely obviously they're gonna put you on the PBC on Fox Car or maybe even a pay per view because truthfully you deserve a pay per view spot now. Like you need to get that pay per view right. money, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, I need some more work for the pay per view. Like you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie to you because if I if I fought pay per view, it would be somebody that's obviously super good and I'm the opponent again. But it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. But guess what? I already know that's what they're going to do. So all I can do is be ready for it. Like I said, you know the business. This guy, 15 and 6, they're going to put me against an undefeated fighter with a big name. We've been waiting for y'all already. We've been training for y'all already. Hell, I've been sparring undefeated fighters already. So bring it on. Because I know what y'all trying to do. But I'm trying to capitalize and win and get more money too. So what's up? I feel that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, August get here. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's a possibility. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, all I know is like, you know, let us know. You know, if you, whenever you next one, just let us know, man. You know, one of us will at least try to be here, man. Just let us know. You know, obviously, you know, now you know how to contact us and you know, in various places or whatever. So yeah, let oh, us definitely. know, man, so we can at least one of us can actually try to be there, man. Depending on where you're at, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Word. Uh, man, so I think you know. I think you know, it's good. You know, good, good place to stop for the night. Um, yeah, hey, I'm going gambling tonight, baby. Don't give me, a, <laughs> give me a quick couple thousand real quick. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Gamble gang radio, <laughs> huh? That's it. This gamble gang radio. <laughs> oh, that is. Yeah, hey, that's what I do, man. Like, look, man, when you when you like me, man. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't need to work regular jobs no more. You can just go to the casino and beat Vegas. Take take your money, keep it moving. You feel me? It's easy, baby. Easy money, man. I'm just picking numbers, baby. Word, word, word. Hell yeah. Ayo, Ayo, Shutter, man. Do you have any final thoughts, man? You know, anything you want to say to Johnny, you know, before we get up out of here? Oh, no. Nah, I just appreciate you, you know, showing love and just you being who you are and just being... Just, 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 just spitting that real shit, man. And just, just, this is, thank you. This is real good, yo. Just, I, I really appreciate it. Like you show love to the artwork, everything, and just, and just from the win from last year with coffee, the knockout, like it's just, it, it just motivated me, inspired me. Like honestly, I was supposed to draw that picture last year. Wow, <laughs> man, hey, I love that picture, man. Hey, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. But yeah, like. You know, shit just get crazy, so ain't get around to it. But I got around to it this year, and I had to make sure I hooked, uh, hit you up because you know I've done artwork for other boxers before, and you know, but you you really like, like you really you really fuck with it, like so. Yeah, definitely you appreciate you posted that. on Twitter, your IG, the stories, mm, man. Yeah. The whole engagement, like the I'm whole about time. to have it. I'm about to have it made, man. I'm I'm putting that in the crib. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Hey, you got uh, when you when you have to, uh, when you get it framed and everything, make sure you, you know take a picture, so you know tag us, you know let us know. Right? <laughs> well, that's easy. And, that's easy. And that masterpiece up there, and, and so so, and make sure we get that win over Frank Sanchez or whoever you fighting next. Whoever, <laughs> whoever. So, you know what I mean. And we get that sequel artwork done. Yeah, yeah, I right. got some um. Now you see Onijah Colbert. I got a picture of him, Stevens, Shakur Stevenson, Floyd, like everybody. So you yeah, know, it's glad. Garcia, that, I think there's a, oh, there's Danny Garcia is another one. Yeah, shout out to mm-hmm. uh, to Swift because I actually met him the day of the uh, Clisco Joshua fight. He had mm-hmm. a meeting group right out here, and, and he loved the artwork. So so this is real nice to speak to someone who who could see it and. And like it's, so I appreciate it. I just want you to just keep succeeding and just keep being you. Keep engaging with the fans, and I, I really respect how you said that. Like a lot of boxers, like you have to be a student of the game, whether you a fighter or not. No matter if you a lover or whatever, be a student. Yeah, and exactly. I, I think that's the biggest gem that you drop because, like, y'all don't understand. Like, I've been in boxing gyms and. It'll be like 70% of the people who's boxing in the gym don't even watch boxing. You can't even talk to them about the fights coming up on the weekend. So it's it's crazy. So I, I do see it. So it's like you just spitting real shit. So I, I'm just taking away, I'm taking away a lot of this. Like I'm just soaking it up. Man. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Just, just good looking out and just keep succeeding. Keep winning, man. The world is Thank yours. You. Thank you. Hell yeah. Let's get it. Ayo, Pilot, man, your final thoughts? Oh, man, you know, I'm just glad uh, Johnny, you know, came out to show love out today. Um, you know, the past couple fights, you know, seeing your stories been inspirational in the past hour and 20 minutes have been, you know, even more. So we really appreciate that, you know. You dropped some gems, some life, you know, you know, just some real, some real shit, man. We really appreciate that, brother. Thank you. My pleasure, man. Thank y'all for having me. I really do appreciate it. I can't thank y'all enough, man. Like I said, this motivation as well, man. So we're going to keep going. It's been a hard week. Yes, we're going to keep it going. 
It's the weekend, yeah. though. It's the weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Do the we weekend. have any shout out to any anything you want to uh, put out there for the fans? Anybody to follow you? I know you're on TikTok, YouTube. You on YouTube? Well, yeah, I got a YouTube account. I got to put more stuff up there. I'm going to start doing that actually this weekend, too. But uh, oh, currently, you know, out. everywhere you can follow me at Forever Johnny Rice. You know what I mean? Like I said, man, just be yourself, you know, and, and be a better you. That's what you got to do. Challenge your own thinking. Grow. Learn from your own experiences. That's all we really have. Learn from others. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and just keep on building. Absolutely. And that is real talk from heavyweight contender and future heavyweight champion of the world, Mr. Johnny Rice, man. So, yeah, man, this has been a wonderful episode, man. You know, for myself, Pat Scorfield, the New England representative for Shutterworth, LB the God, the GOAT artist, you know, the you know, man who made the perfect John and Precocious pilot. And of course, that's it. Again, you know, I gotta say Johnny Rice again, man. I gotta say it two times, man. You know, this has, been a, this has been another wonderful episode of Real Talk, where as always, man, you know, you know where to find us, man. YouTube, Twitter, Podomatic, Anchor, TikTok, man, we out there. Just type Facebook. in type in Ring Gang Radio in Google, and it'll take you to where you need to be. You know, and just make sure you understand that, you know, because we, we out here, man. You know, we, we do it. And this won't be the last time, hopefully, that Johnny Rice will be on our show, man. We'll definitely be, you know, hitting him up, you know, definitely in the very, very near future for sure. But yeah, you know, like I said, this has been this has been a wonderful episode of Real Talk, where as always, if shit's real, we talk about it. So until next time, peace. Peace. Peace.